You're listening to the Dyslexia Mom Life Podcast. I'm Nicole Holcomb, former teacher and school counselor turned civil rights attorney and podcast host. It wasn't that long ago that we learned the reason that our daughter was struggling to learn to read in first grade was dyslexia. Fast forward four years past many hours of research and collaborating with experts in the field of dyslexia. Now I'm sharing the lessons I have learned that took me from being an overwhelmed mom who didn't understand dyslexia to a go-to mom who is helping hundreds of moms each week through education and collaboration. I created the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies and hacks to help you do the same. If you're feeling alone and lost on your parenting dyslexia journey and you're looking to find a mom who gets it, you're in the right place. Let's jump in and get started. Hey friend, you are listening to episode 121. I am so glad that you are here today. So this episode marks the start of the Dyslexia Awareness Month. So the whole month of October is Dyslexia Awareness. So you are going to see in the groups that you're in and the people that you follow, lots of conversations about dyslexia. And hopefully you will walk away with more information and also learning a few things along the way that maybe you didn't know. So today I wanted to start with answering a few FAQs. And so the first one I want to talk about, uh, a most frequent asked question is, you know, what is the best way for you to know that your child is making progress in a reading program? You know, what is the best way for you to monitor that progress is happening? And so in Dr. Shaywitz's book, Overcoming Dyslexia, she talks about that specifically, and she gives two examples of approaches that we can use as parents to monitor if our child is making progress in the reading program that our schools are using. So the first one she talks about is a curriculum-based approach. She calls that the CBM. And that is actually where you measure the uh, reading program and your child's specific growth over a period of time. And so she even talks about graphing this out and you're able to really see a graphic representation and the progress that, that that the school and you are looking for is you're looking at you know, is there a change in the awareness of phonics, decoding what they call nonsense words, uh, reading actually real words, and then reading passages out loud. Those are some of the things that they measure through that approach. And so what is interesting there on that approach is that you are really looking for a distinct pattern. So what you're looking for is that you are seeing that weekly growth, but you're not necessarily sticking with that just that weekly growth but you're beginning to see over a period of several weeks that you are seeing an improvement of the number and the rate of words that the child is reading so what we're looking for is that you know at the I like this approach I mean, really, a lot of people use a combination of the two. The good thing about the curriculum-based approach is that the educator or the tutor or the specialist that's working with your child can give you ongoing data, okay? And they're able to tell you that what, what your child's rate of reading growth is 
by looking at the growth, um, you know, at the beginning of when they started and looking over a period of time. And so what they do is actually have your child read out loud a passage and then they look to see, you know, the, the fluency score is what they call it. So it's the total number of words that they're able to read per minute minus the number of errors. And so they calculate that and then they chart that onto a chart. You know, but like I was kind of alluding to a minute ago, it's important for us to have a base of knowledge of a few weeks at a time. But as we really start observing our child's progress in a reading program, it is better to look at it at five, six, nine weeks to continue to look to see if the program is continually providing growth or does something need to be modified? So I like that Dr. Shaywitz talks about that because maybe one week the growth isn't there. Well, maybe that's a week that there's things going on at the school. Maybe there's activities. Maybe they're uh, participating in some type of, you know, maybe they're doing some homecoming events with their high school. Uh, or maybe it is your child's not feeling great. So maybe that week is, is not a great indicator of how your child's doing. But over a longer period of time, you're able to look at the last six to nine weeks and each week to see a progress. So I do also like that in her book, she talks about the rate of expected weekly reading growth. So this is the rate that is an increase in correct words read per minute. I'm going to give you a couple of examples of what she said, because I think it's important as we think about as moms and we think about how quickly our child learns to read and catches up on grade level, you know, that's the end goal, right? Like we want them reading at the same rate or better than their peers. And so we, a lot of times we'll focus on what grade level are they reading at or, you know, what's a Lexile score and things of that nature. I like this curriculum-based approach because you're looking at things real time related to just your child. But I like this too, though, because it gives us a realistic. So let me tell you, for example, she, well, let me go back for a second. She also says that the rate of reading growth that, you know, when you look at, um, at that, you don't have to wait, you know, till the end of the school year. That was the other piece I wanted to say that, that this actually gives you ongoing data. I think I said that a moment ago. All right, let's go back to the rate of expected weekly reading growth. So for first grade, she says a realistic increase of correct words per week could be two words. An ambitious goal would be three. Now, what is interesting about that is she talks about the frequency compared to when we identify our students and when they start getting help. So the earlier the intervention, the more progress she's seeing children make. So let me give you an example. I just said first grade, a realistic weekly goal was two words. But do you know if that child's in fifth grade? She said a realistic increase of correct words is half a word. I'm not sure how you do half a word. But she's saying that that is what we should expect for correct. So maybe maybe they sometimes get that word. I, I, I'm not sure because it doesn't say in the book about the percentage there. But if it's 0.50, does it mean some days she gets it right and some days she gets it wrong? But what's interesting there, though, is when you think about identifying our students as early as possible, if our children are identified in first grade, they are realistically, because they're still in that learning to read piece, where by fifth grade, they're 
reading to learn. So they're no longer in the mechanics of learning to read, if you will. And so they're seeing greater gains of students the earlier they do their intervention. But I think that's important to know because let's say that maybe your school's doing that and you're looking at it and you're going, well, they improved three words this week. Why didn't they improve 10 words? Well, Dr. Shaywitz, who's done extensive research in dyslexia and brain and this brain uh, research, She's saying that's not realistic. Like, that's not a realistic goal. So I think that's helpful because it helps us as parents kind of have an idea of where we are and then where we might need to modify or ask for, you know, hey, this, this is a concern I have. So it helps you be more knowledgeable, but it also helps you have kind of a benchmark to look for. Oh, you gained, let's say your, your child is in fifth grade and they gained two or three words this week, you know wow, that's amazing. And so you need to kind of make a big deal about that at home, right? Like, I'm so proud of how, you know, how, how your progress is looking. You should be proud of this. And having conversations and really talking to your child, um, you know, not in, you know, more of a growth mindset is what I call it. So about things that they can do and how they do things and, and talking about that in a positive way. So, you know, for your child, they may look and go, yeah, I increased one word, whoopie doo well, you know, if you said, hey, you know, on average, a student doesn't even master one word a week at, at fifth grade. So that, that's amazing. You're making progress how you should be. A second approach, or what I think is kind of a complementary approach, is where you monitor progress focused on more of their level of performance on that fixed period of time. Really what we're talking about there is that standardized testing and they're measured and compared against their peers and, and students of their age, which is good because you can kind of see, are they reading? Well, you will see, not kind of, but you can see where they are on grade level compared to their peers. So you can kind of monitor it that way. You don't want to just stick there though, right? Because the other piece of the puzzle we just talked about is how is your child currently continuing to make improvements. Does that make sense? So as they continue to make improvements, you can see, um, you know, the end of the line, right? You can see where you're going. The other piece though is having an idea overall, where do they stand overall? And so a lot of times this is done at the end of the school year where you can really see from an end of the school year perspective where they are and, and where they are compared to other students. Um, but, you know, it really doesn't help you determine how fast they're mastering, though, those reading skills. So that's kind of a down point to that. I believe, though, when you routinely use the two together, you get the best kind of information that can help you to determine is this reading program, you know, effective. You know, you should have already done your homework on whether or not it's a scientifically based program and whether it's a program that is has data supporting that it it works for students with dyslexia and has the components that is required for remediation. Uh, but at the end of the day, you, you want to look at, are they making progress currently, which will help the child with self-esteem and know that they're making progress. And then also at the end of the year, when they do those assessments to be able to look and you can compare one school to the other, as far as, you know, where were we in second grade compared to third grade? Where were we at in first grade compared to second grade? And so it can really help you see a, a big picture of how your child is doing with their reading skills academically. And so that's a really good kind of snapshot to get at the end of the school year. So if you are wanting to learn more about dyslexia, I would love for you to continue to listen to our episodes. And I would also invite you to come over to our Dyslexia Mom Life 
podcast community that is in Facebook. So we have a private Facebook group with some amazing and wonderful moms in there. And we have conversations. And you know, maybe this is a, a question you have. Hey, how are people monitoring their child's progress? What are you seeing? What are things we should look for? Love for someone to jump into the the group and, and start a conversation about today's episode. Because the more we can understand about how our children are progressing, then we know we're going the right direction. We, we know as moms we're going in the right direction and we can help our child feel even more accomplished. So at the end of the day, please know we have plenty of resources here for you. I also have lots of resources on the dyslexiamomlife.com website. I even have a free download. You know, it's funny, I called it dyslexia. Now what? And it's the first three things you should do when you learn your child is dyslexic. Hopefully it will be helpful to you. So please feel free to pop over to the website and get your free copy today. And I look forward to seeing you in our Facebook group, Dyslexia Mom Life Podcast Community. And it is Dyslexia Awareness Month. So if you want to hit the share button and send this to a friend, you can text it to them, email it to them. You can send it through social Um, you know, get the word out there. Let people know what dyslexia is all about. And I guarantee you there is someone out there that knows their child needs this help. Maybe they're getting the help, but they don't know if it's being effective. And so today's conversation was all about how to figure out and monitor where your child is and have, you know, now you know, why do I have a test at the end of the year? Like we, I just gave that information to you. And so, you know, there is someone, friend, family that would also benefit from this information. And you know what? That is your little contribution to contributing to our dyslexia community. So would love for you to share, obviously not required, but uh, it, it means a lot to our community. So I hope you have a fantastic day and remember you got this. 